0: It's July of 2009. I've just taken a position as athletic director in an all-girls school on the west side of Los Angeles. I'm excited the sports program was in desperate need of a turnaround, and I love projects like that. My daughter, Sienna, would be an incoming ninth grader. And what 14-year-old girl doesn't want to go to an all-girls high school where her dad works? Now, if only I knew whether or not the phone on my desk was hooked up. venice california born los angeles-based sports fan one that has played coached announced and promoted sports my whole life my love affair with sports started in my own backyard and has led me to this podcast thanks to the support of the amateur athletic union in east bay i'm excited to bring you sports stories with denny lennon Hello, sports historians and who you ask was on the other end of that phone. None other than our guest today, the athletic director of the top high school sports program in the country, Rock Pillsbury of Sierra Canyon School in Chatsworth, California. First though, hello to my producer, the uh, Western League most valuable player in basketball while at Venice High School, also the 10 and under national champion <laughs> of the AAU Beach Volleyball Tour. Marley Rice is in the 7428.
1: Yes, luckily those are my claim to fames, nothing more. Uh, welcome, everybody, back to another episode. Uh, I just want to remind you all that along with this audio, we also have a YouTube where we have original footage and pictures that go along with this. It's really kind of cool, and I put a lot of effort into this, so I'd love <laughs> if you would go watch it and write a review for us and um, subscribe to our YouTube and subscribe to our Apple Podcast as well.
0: Yep, the website's at uh, sportstoriespodcast.com doing the best we can to populate social media and that website.
1: And by we, we mean I am doing the best we can. That's right.
0: Um, and we were at Cal State Northridge to watch the boys' basketball team for Sierra Canyon play. Um, they they have too big of a population going into their gym to even <laughs> uh, play in their own home gym, so they had to rent out Cal State Northridge. Uh, we also caught a girls' soccer game, and so there's some, some good footage there.
1: We got to sit sideline.
0: So that school, Sierra Canyon, it rings a bell, right? Yes, It is the school that seems to win a state championship in either boys or girls basketball or football, volleyball, soccer, you name it. The boys basketball program this year has the sons of LeBron James and Dwayne Wade play for it. And in the past years, they've had several high-profile athletes and entertainers, children attend, or they did attend. Um, There's a great article. It's written by Reeves Wiedemann about the school and how it was founded, along with other celebrities involved. It was published in the February 17th edition of New York Magazine, and it's available online as well, and that link will be on our website. And then some of you may be saying, forget the school, what about that name, Rock Pillsbury? (laughs) I get you. I thought the same when I answered that call. Rock Pillsbury, can a name be an oxymoron? (laughs) Rock implied something totally different than Pillsbury. I quickly snapped out of my own brain to say hello to a man that was genuine and really nice. He explained that our schools were in the same conference and that if I needed anything to give him a call. And he meant it. We've been friends since that time. Rock's been the same guy on the way up to the top as he was when he started at Sierra Canyon when the high school was just starting. And by up, I am not exaggerating when I say that they are the top high school program in the country. Consider the high level of play and talent in Los Angeles, the surrounding region in the state. Close to 600 schools compete in the CIF Southern section alone, where in some sports there are 10 divisions of plays. The highest level is the Open Division. Sierra Canyon, in all sports in the last 13 years, has won 12 state championships and 14 sectional titles. That's ridiculous. Last season in basketball, both their boys and girls team won the state Open Division. That's the first time that ever happened. As we go to record this podcast, both teams... Both boys' and girls' basketball are a legitimate threat to repeat as state champions in the Open Division. This is the era of super teams in high school, and Sierra Canyon is blazing the trail. This year's boys' team played in eight states in front of huge crowds. They've been on national TV this season more than some NBA franchises. They have several top prospects, including six-foot-seven Zaire Williams, the top uncommitted senior in the nation, and Brandon Boston another 6'7 standout that's committed to Kentucky. Williams and Boston generally combine for like 35 points and 30 rebounds, while Bronny James and Zaire Wade combine for 6.5 million followers on Instagram. (laughs) As I mentioned, the girls' teams are equally dominant and equally supported by the school. We attended a girls' soccer game, and as I stood next to Rock and took notice of who appeared to be the team's best player, Rock indicated that was Jim Brown's daughter, Morgan who, at that exact moment, weaved her way through the defenders like Brown might have done in football or lacrosse, and then she drilled a ball in the back of the net for a goal. I'm not sure if I was more impressed at her athleticism or the fact that Jim Brown had a high school-aged daughter. Jim Brown, you may remember, was featured on Episode 8 of Sports Stories. And some of you might be focusing not on the sports or the celebrities or the athletic director's name, but on the fact that the school's in Chatsworth. You know where the spawn ranch is. Okay, all you Manson weirdos, go back to your corner of the internet and disparage Vincent Bugliosi or whoever it is and whatever you do. The name Chatsworth is a reference to the Chatsworth House in England. And that name was first recorded in 1888 when Stephen Grover Cleveland was in office, our 22nd and 24th president. Yes, look it up, only president to serve two non-consecutive terms. Chatsworth, then a modest population today, that number rests somewhere above 41,000. The area has grown quite a bit since 1888. And so it was some 120 years later, a maverick from Dallas, Rock Pillsbury, landed in Chatsworth to lead the Sierra Canyon School Trailblazers to the top spot in high school athletics. He's a leader that cares about equity, that gives himself and school resources to boys and girls sports, lower and upper schools. He's a guy that wants to help his students and help others like he did for me. The great coach and teacher John Wooden spoke to this. Help others. There's no greater joy than helping others. I think everyone in here would admit, if you stop and think, the greatest joy you can have is to do something for someone else without any thought of something in return. That gives you real joy. Now that I've dropped, Sienna Jame, King James, D. Wade, New York Magazine, Zaire Williams, Brandon Boston, Bronny James, Zaire Wade, Jim Brown, Morgan Brown, George Spahn, Vincent Bugliosi, Uncle Jumbo, and Coach. Just like the school he leads, he's solid as a rock. From the 7428 studio in the shadow of LAX, here's my interview with the athletic director of Sierra Canyon School, Rock Pillsbury. Yeah. Here we go. See yes, if I got
2: it. Oh, Whoa! You can put it back with the layup if you want.
1: Bam! Well, that's, last that's, one and
2: then you can... We it
3: up. Dang, you just yeah, hit oh, that first layup. You
2: can go all the way in, but layup if you want. Works.
0: Man. So I was uh, recounting recently that um, this is literally my first day on the job at Archer and um, I didn't even know if my phone worked on my desk and because I you know got in there so I set up in the office and the, and I thought it was like to somebody internally calling and it was you and you said hey um, you know, I started in this conference not long ago, just here in case you need any, and welcome, yep. to, the, welcome to the league. And I was like, this guy's cool. Yeah, I appreciate
2: it. Started a good friendship. Yeah, you're still in the league. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Well, actually having some fun doing this because, you know, it's, it's, what's, what's kind of cool is getting an opportunity to meet people in all kinds of different disciplines of sport that are doing different things and, and succeeding at their levels, and so getting a, a little wider view. But than what's, just what we deal that, with? Then just yeah. what, yeah, then just what we deal with. But what kind of trips me out is, um, your world now, is crossing over into the scope of all the sports. I mean, when you think about your guys' social media output and and some of the athletes you have and some of the success you've had, you're, you're gaining as yeah, much attention. We've come as a long a way, heck, no doubt. Even since I have met you, yeah, absolutely absolutely so um let's uh let's go back a little bit
2: um were uh, you were born in were you born in texas yeah um as i as i showed the hook em horns i'm a I'm a, <laughs> I'm a i'm a texan yeah and where uh, i uh dallas okay i, I uh i joke with people, friends, when I say that I, I feel like I brought a little bit of Texas out to L.A. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, uh, no doubt. In that, uh, you know, there, there's a there's a way we did it in Texas, and yeah. I always felt like if I, I learned from each school where I worked, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes what I wanted to do and sometimes what I didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I came out here, I, I, that's what I that's what I tried to do. What uh, brought your parents to Texas? Uh, one a- of, uh, I think, just work. My mom is a Texan. Okay. I'm, I'm a. I'm I'm a, I'm mixed. I'm a half Yankee and half Texan. Ooh, so okay. my dad's from New Jersey and right. uh he came down his parents live moved to Texas. He came down after the service and just kind of lived there and worked there. Okay. And then my mom grew up in the panhandle mm-hmm. of Texas, which is kind of northwest Texas, you know, kind of up high. We have a sure. panhandle like other states do and sure. and then came down to uh she went to Texas Tech. I, I forgive her for that and <laughs> <laughs> and then uh she was working in Dallas my parents met in Dallas
0: they met in Dallas all right what um do you remember uh like your elementary and middle school years? did you play a lot of sports? And... yeah, I yep. did.
2: I started at a independent school, which ties in the reason I mentioned it it ties into why I'm here in, oh, in a way. Okay. I started at independent school and then went to a public school and went to high school at a school called How Park in Dallas. Highland a lot Park. of people know it from sure. Clayton Kershaw around here went to school there, That's but right. we had some others uh Matthew Stafford, Chris Young, yeah, it was way back to dote walker days it was oh, yeah it's a great yeah. high school that supports athletics and what were uh, high achievers? What, what sports did you like? I was a basketball player. That's uh, not the greatest, but that's what. It's funny. I was just picking up a basketball. That's. I've been doing this for 31 years, but that's what got me into this was uh, basketball. You okay. Know, I played uh, played through high school. Did not play in college. Played a little, uh, you know, intramural ball in college, but. After college, I went to I had a business degree, or I still have it from University of Texas in finance, and then mm. I went uh, I went to work in the real estate business for a company, oh, great I company see. called Lincoln Property Company. Okay, and I was a financial analyst and then leased shopping centers, but I wasn't happy. You know, oh uh, yeah, I just thought I know you know what am, what could I do if you know if I could do anything if I you know if I really loved it and I wanted to be a coach, so It kind of went back to the basketball that I had some really excellent coaches when I was young from
0: the middle school with Kellis White to I, I like when I like yep. when people drop because because yep. sometimes. You know, I know you enjoy coaching middle school just like you do I loved school. it. I, had, I did it a number of years. And, you, did, you did a number of years. It's actually very, very fun. I always uh, like that about you. I know you're in charge you know, overall, but you would you would take on those middle schoolers. I did some and middle school so, basketball.
2: I did middle who, school football. Who did you
0: say was a coach? coach His name White? was
2: Kellis White. Kelis he, was, White. Uh, he was a fantastic coach. He kind of got slotted unfortunately in Dallas at a middle school. He was, probably would have been a great high school coach, but okay. he, he was working where he wanted to work, and he stayed in the middle school level. And then I had a great j v coach named Tom Shelton, okay and then a head coach named Bo snowden nice, and they were great men. I had some other men called Don Richardson, who was a football coach and uh Orville Jones or we call him o j but these great men had a great and I have a dad who's you know brown and but boys and girls you know it, they when you' you're you're just a sponge when you're you're in, you're in mm-hmm. middle school, mm-hmm. you know especially that seven eight nine those years. You're a sponge, and people other than
0: your parents are really important to Very you. Very important, right? And you're spending a lot of time when you're at school all day long. So sometimes you're bumping into your coaches. They sure, might be you might have had class. for PE or you mm-hmm. co- they coach you, but
2: they just have a, a power. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've never forgotten that. And I still have, I've had parents still to this day, will, they'll come up to me and say, you know, thank you so much for being. I just came back from Spain with 30 kids. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, you know, it's what you, that's why I got into this 31 years ago.
0: You're um, you're in the financial game or, you know, leasing those properties or whatever. And there might be a return there, but that's a spiritual return you get. I've always said that, you know, to coaches. It's yeah. like you get a, a spiritual return on that investment later. And, yeah. it, and just it, it feels it,
2: good. I have said it for uh, many, many interviews and many, you know, trying to mentor younger coaches is making kids feel good about themselves. Mm -hmm. And it can't be fake, it's got to be real. If you see something that they do in a game, or, you know, I I can just, I had a girl hit a a shot in basketball the other day at Campbell Hall, and she doesn't play all the time. And so the next time I saw her, I was like, man, that was a sweet shot. And, you know, so it's real. You just so remember true. real things that happen, or a goalie makes a great save, or a behind-the-back pass. You know, a, a pass on, you no know. And even if they do it badly, you can go, what were you thinking? <laughs> but at least they know that you know who they are, they know that you're paying attention, mm-hmm. and that you
0: care. That makes the biggest difference. It's huge. It, it's everything. Um, now, you went to U of T.
2: Uh, we don't say it that way. We say the University of Texas. Oh, yeah, there's, there's I see. TU. That's Tennessee. Nice. That, so we get some okay. some variations of <laughs> orange. You let you just so be real careful. we the Bevo. burnt orange. Where or
0: Bevo Correct. runs out on the right. field. Right. Uh, the Fred Akers years maybe. I was there. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah I was okay. there
2: '80 80 to '84. He was our coach. Okay. So we were okay. You had one really good year, I think. Yeah, we lost. Yeah, like we lost to Georgia the, in the Cotton Bowl, but yeah. it, and it could have worked out, but. You know at, at that stage I, that's a whole nother stage of my life, and I talked to people about mm-hmm. it and it ended up my daughter is doing the same thing. I was an athlete, and then when I went to college, I had to figure out who I was, not being an athlete, mm-hmm. and so you kind of have to recreate yourself yeah and um, and so I joined a fraternity, was involved in the fraternity, and later ended up being president of my fraternity, but it was a different it was it was different from athletics.
0: When uh, I love college football, I love the regionality of it, the traditions of it and everything. And so but when I was announcing for women's pro beach volleyball, we did something in Austin. It may be Zilker yep. Park. Yeah, yep. it was anyway. So at night we parked our trucks, I think somewhere on that campus. And I hopped the fence with a volleyball and played catch on that field. Yeah. And it's to I still remember it, it because it's such a legendary field. Yeah, <laughs> DKR Daryl Daryl Royal. I don't know his yeah, name, but, yeah. it was, but oh, it's called DKR. Best. That's the best. And then I saw that you also you went to Boston University. Was that later or was that directly after? No, so team? that's what it, I'll go back to the
2: Green Hill and Green Hill, which is an independent school like Archer and the mm-hmm. ones we ran here, Campbell Hall, Viewpoint, Brentwood, all those. So in Texas, and there's some real some real breaks in my life. We'll we'll probably get through, but in Texas, you. Don't you, you, to teach in public school, you must have a certificate. Mm. Well, I didn't have a certificate, but you in private schools, like out here, you can teach or coach without one. Mm-hmm. So I went to three independent schools in Dallas. I went to ESD, mm-hmm. St. Mark's and Greenhill, mm-hmm. and basically made a pitch just like you do in the real estate business, of saying, "Hey, this is what I'm thinking about. This is what I, I want to do. Will you give me a break? Will you give me a shot to come for one year? I see I don't need you to pay me anything. I just need insurance. Okay. And I'll teach as many classes as you want. I'll coach as many teams as you want. But if you like me, will you pay for my master's degree? I realize that I've got to demonstrate that, that edu- an education degree is important. I'll go back and get my master's. Oh, wow. And um, okay. a gentleman took me up on it, a guy named Phil Foote, who uh-huh. was the headmaster, who I had known at Greenhill. remember, circle back, I had gone to Greenhill through sixth grade or through fifth grade. Okay. And he had been the middle school director at the time. David Foote, you know, the Brentwood uh, soccer coach. It's his dad. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> and so he called me back and gave me a shot. Okay. And uh, I got hired, and I was a, I was a quarterback's coach for football, and I was a middle school football coach. And I coached JV basketball and assistant varsity, and I did track. And I mean, they wore me out. Private and schools then,
0: are kind of like Catholic schools. They say you're good at one thing. It's like, now you're doing – oh, we can do you for this season. But I,
2: I, <laughs> we taught uh, – it was like uh, – I taught several grades, some lower, middle, and upper. And then that May, I had I took off for Boston and, okay. and did BU in two summers. Oh, I wow. knocked it out in two summers. Oh, nice. Sixteen hours of summer. When did I see you were at um, SMU? I, I had a cup of coffee in the college ranks. Okay, what did you, you do there? Um, I was I, my title was like uh, I forget what it was called, but it, it may be on there. But basically, I was a, the grad assistant, but I wasn't even that. Okay, uh, I basically. Um, Helped organize practices. I edited for film for basketball. for basketball. Edited okay. film. I traveled with the team. Uh, there were some. I t- I didn't go out and recruit. Uh, you mm-hmm. have limited number of coaches can go out. It was basically an exploratory year to see if I wanted to do it. I continued to teach at Highland Park. Okay. I just taught all my classes in the morning, and I coached football in the morning, and then I at one o'clock I would go over to SMU and I worked till nine or ten at night. And I traveled and did a whole thing at the end of the year I realized it wasn't really for me I, it just i I didn't f- I didn't feel like I was making as much of a difference with the kids yeah. as you do. they're yeah, kind of grown sure. men they have their own agendas uh, it was more it, to me that's more about the money and making
0: money and hmm. it, it was did you, just did you learn something about at least high level oh yeah I think everything you level. do you, if you're smart yeah.
2: you always try to learn mm-hmm. and uh, you know, but it, everything is not always what you expect. You know, we had to go wash the uniforms. Mm-hmm. If we played at Colorado <laughs> State on on a Thursday night and we're in Vegas, we got to go wash the uniforms on, <laughs> on. I guess, right. we played Thursday. On Friday, wash them to play on Saturday. Right. There's just nuances. Or I remember, well, I was in Stanford. We were, we were opening up at Stanford, and one of our players, we had chicken with Verde sauce on top of it. And he didn't like the – he wouldn't eat it because it had green stuff on him. But we got a game the next night at Stanford, <laughs> so, yeah. so I I told him I said, "Hey, hop in my van. We'll go buy McDonald's on the way back." And we that's, had to get ex- you to eat. That's so, exactly what you
0: do. Yeah. But that's
2: what you do. You want to try to win games. But <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." What got you over to Las Vegas?
0: the Meadow School. Is that because- yeah? The
2: Meadow School. That was my first stint as being an athletic director. Okay. So I after um, so I was at Holland Park for a number of years. I got sick. Uh, I had a brain tumor probably two years before. I, I mean, it's actually two years before I left. Wow! And so I missed several months, eight months. And when you're sitting around thinking, sure, especially with if you you know me, I'm always thinking, I'm always trying to figure out a way to get an advantage. Sure. I, I had kind of the epiphany of like, you know, nobody says you have to stay in Texas your whole life. Okay. And if you if you want to ever be an athletic director, if you want to work a number of years, because you can see I knew I was going to have gray hair and I have young kids. And I, I, I'm or 50, no hair, like that's yeah. the route I went. Uh, I was like, I want to work a number of years. And, and so I, I came up with an idea. Having been at Greenhill and St. Mark's, I knew independent schools. Okay. So I took a day off and flew to Boston to the NAIS in Boston and interviewed around because I thought if I could use my expertise as a coach and as a teacher – to help get my kids in education, then that's winning. I'm winning on two sides. And so what I did is I got I, I convinced, even having been out of independent schools for twelve, thirteen, for twelve hmm. years, uh, meet this met this nice man named Bob Risky, who's now in Atlanta, and uh, and uh, they hired me to be their athletic director. This is uh, in back Las up Vegas. a little bit. The the brain tumor that's got to be scary. It was at the time. It was probably more scary for my wife because I think we had a three year old and two one year olds at the time. Okay. And so, you know, I'm going in for surgery and it was not when you hear brain surgery, there's a lot of different brain surgeries. Mine was I went in underneath my lip, mm. top lip and went up in. It's like changing the oil from the bottom. <laughs> okay. Uh, and they tore some stuff out and but uh wow. it was it's not the end of the world. It wasn't
0: cancerous. It, okay. It's all good. And then that got you to the Meadow School, so now you you learned how to be an athletic director. I started to how, how to yeah. coach coaches. I
2: mean, the Meadows was a different school, uh, but it was in uh, like we said earlier. You learn everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't perfect. Um, as we kind of stepped into a tough situation, uh, my headmaster was kind of fighting upstream mm-hmm. to try to change uh, the Meadow School into more of an independent school, mm-hmm. uh, and and then he got fired in December. So oh. I moved my whole family out there, and then he gets fired in December. Never good. No. Not, for the, not, and not, for not when he hired, he hired me. Yep. And the upper school director um, resigned in protest. So mm. the two people I met in Boston are now gone. <laughs> but, you know, to Meadows' credit, they were fantastic. We kind of cut a deal where, look, they didn't really want me because that was his plan. They wanted mm-hmm. to go do it their way. So we cut a plan where I basically finished – Uh, The winter season and after the winter season, I was done and and I could go look for a job and they helped pay. And so they did a stand up job. They they paid for me to go to Denver and to go to the NIS again. So here I'm back at NIS again. And that's where my life changed. That's
0: where I met Jim Scrumbus, the headmaster at Sierra Canyon. At Sierra Canyon. Now, didn't you? Did you return to like Wiley, Texas, or something? Correct. That's, so that's,
2: that's like near Plano, maybe. It's up
0: north near Plano.
2: It's east of yeah. Plano. Okay. Yeah. So and so you went back there, and then yeah. To the Denver. Jim was interested in me, but I you know oh, okay. I needed a job for my wife as well, and they were still they had they hadn't finished their upper school yet, and. They were still. I mean, they were still kind of drawing on napkins, and they weren't quite ready for me. Oh, okay. So I said, look, but we stayed in touch. And uh, so I went back to Wiley, and I was a golf coach at Wiley, and my wife worked at Hockaday, which is the all-girls school, kind of like Archer. Mm-hmm. You probably heard of Hockaday in Dallas. Fantastic. Yep. And she worked there. And then all of a sudden we get the call – from Jim, that, that they're uh, going to be launching a, and they'd have a position for my wife and for me, and that they'd like for us to interview for it, and, and we got it.
0: Now that's what's um, really interesting. Okay, so you met you met Scrumbus, and and so you had that relationship, and you built that relationship, and then then Sierra Canyon was originally like um, it was a uh, it was like a K through eight school, ca- camp or something. Well, yeah, it started as when, a camp, and then in the early seventies, yeah. and
2: then started as a K through eight school mm-hmm. in set nineteen seventy eight. Okay. And so it's it existed as a K through eight school for a number of years, uh, you know, probably twenty thirty years, and yeah. then they decided that you know kids would go off to Harbor Westlake or Campbell Hall or Shamanade. Would, why wouldn't we keep them? And then why wouldn't we just want to? Why don't we start an upper school? And that's where you. So got they the call. formed a board, and now that they was this was all done before I got hired, and they formed a board. They raised money. They, they started in like two
0: thousand four. Something like that, their upper school. Uh, yeah, maybe you've done the research. You know, something like that. And then, yes, then, and then, then you came. And then I came the later. first.
2: They started an offsite, and they started with a f- uh, freshman and sophomore class, and then they moved to a freshman, sophomore, junior class, and then I came. Kendall and I came. My wife, the year of the first graduating class.
0: Okay. Okay. And so we we were a part of that. So that would you know that's that would kind of explain why they really hadn't had a, a tremendous amount of athletic success. They're so small. One. Yeah, they're small, and and, and they, brand they, new. Didn't
2: a, they didn't have they didn't have four grades until I got there.
0: Did you know much about Chatsworth? No, you didn't know anything about it. You
2: know, because they didn't tell me everything <laughs> in the interview. <laughs> they weren't as bad as, as some schools, but no, they didn't tell me. I <laughs> found out about Chatsworth. But we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Did you find out about the Spawn Ranch before you got there? No, I knew nothing. Man, I, was P, I was teaching a PE. I was teaching a PE class <laughs> and look up. I was teaching with John Ellinghouse at a park where they filmed the Bad News Bears down at Chatsworth Park. And we're looking up, and I look up and go, House, what the hell's going on over there? And they were filming. They were filming the... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, all kinds. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 yeah it's no
0: doubt. Um, and also, you know, you can't overlook Spawn Ranch and the Manson family. I mean, you, uh, you walked
2: right into it. I know so, where that is. That's up in the hills, but I've not stuff. checked that. I've not checked that out. So we so, have a lot of stuff in Chatsworth.
0: Um, so it's a it's a relatively big jump considering. You know, in, in terms of, like, taking on as an athletic director because now you got to hire all your new coaches and you're going, I mean, yeah, you got to create we a new so culture, small. right? Yeah, but we were so small.
2: That's why I, we've, uh, when, when John, John is, has been with me, John Ellinghouse, yep. our head football coach, you know him well. Great coach. Has been with me uh, from the beginning. But we started so small, you know. We were we had, like, 265 kids in our mm. first – so it wasn't that – you know, we were just trying to get kids and, and then we didn't have any facilities, so I was – I had to make relationships. I had to I know become – and, you know, you have to know somebody at this park and you have to know somebody at this gym. and mm-hmm. But that's what – that's my strength is, yeah. you know, it goes back. You talked about in the very beginning about calling people. But but all it takes is effort. It's not – you don't have to be smart. Right. You just have to try. You have to and try if you'll build relationships with people and treat people well over a period of time – people people want to do business with people they enjoy working with,
0: besides finding places for your teams to play what what did you see as your first orders of business like what 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 is it you wanted to I, well, to get going it's, with
2: you will when I say this you will just laugh, but I had to basically convince people that we were real that we were <laughs> You could count on us. I remember taking Kirk like West, show who's an assigner up there, that because we had not done it, the pre my sure. previous, the, we had not been consistent. We have not, you know, we said we do something, we wouldn't follow up on it. So to, to just to convince somebody that we're legitimate, look, I'm here. I'm running it the right way. I know how to do things, and it, it, just watch, you will see that we will. Yeah, that's funny. We'll be a different school than what you knew before we'll, we'll I got be here. There. Yeah. I
0: remember going to my first um, Goal conference meeting or something, and other schools were used to answering for Archer. And I finally had to go, I'm here. I'm sitting at the table. And they're like, oh, oh, oh yeah, okay. No. And I just remember like, the, no, actually, that guy no. might know what he's doing. No. <laughs> so, um, your, Jor- uh, your daughter, Jordan, good volleyball player. Was she in, that, in um, middle school at this time? Or was she no, just she, got when to high we school?
2: started, and by the way, I have four kids. I have an older one, Samantha, that would have that attended, was at Hockaday. Oh, and so she didn't come out with us. Okay. Uh, and she now lives in New York City. And when I mm-hmm. told you I'm going up to New York next week, I'll see her. Mm-hmm. She stayed in Dallas, graduated from Hockaday, went to Yale, and now works in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in okay. social media. Don't ask me a whole lot more after yeah. that. <laughs> but,
0: um, but but I, I mean, if, imagine a, I had a similar experience with my daughter having, yeah, we when both I came, watched when daughter's when came there and really wanted to... Ramp up every sport, but I knew volleyball was the first one out of the gate, so we, we, we wanted to get going in <laughs> yeah, that direction. But she was a baby. I mean, she started when she was in second grade, so
2: I had some years to kind of ah, get it going. To build that up, and, uh, but you know how it is with the with the club game in in uh, <laughs> in California. But I had to learn it. You know, Texas and what I had been doing, I did, I wasn't aware of all the club stuff, and and you have to. You have to learn your environment and learn how the rules that California does. That's what John was so helpful of kind of saying, well, this is how it's done in California, and this is – it's just different. And I think the key to our success has been the nuances of California.
0: So talk a little bit about that because you talked about – you know, bringing Texas to California, correct? But, but you needed to learn the California s- way. And, for example, um,
2: in my school in Texas, we would not have been able to play all the public schools. Mm-hmm. So, had that not that nuance not been there, we would not have been able to grow Sierra Canyon like we've done. So, be the, having the the best of both worlds, we're able to have the best education and also play in the best league. Mm-hmm. What hamstrung me at St. Marks in Dallas was, I had this great education, but. The teams I was playing, they were fine, but I couldn't get the best
0: players because they didn't want to play in this league. And correct me if I'm wrong, the public schools are the top athletic schools correct. in they Texas. Have, they have the best facilities. And, and, the, and the two never meet, public and private. And you can
2: play preseason games, but you're not in the That's same league. Well, they so call them, the, we call yeah. them districts. And you're Texas. not in the same playoffs. You're not in the districts, different playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it's 2nd it's you're a second-class citizen athletically. So without that piece in California, we don't have this rise.
1: Uh, Denny never knows when to go to commercial. So, here it is.
0: Vamonos a Casablanca. Vamonos a Casablanca. Casablanca's a proud sponsor of Sports Stories with Denny Lennon. Marley, do you know uh, where Casablanca is?
1: Totally know where it is. It's on the corner of Lincoln and Rose in Venice, California.
0: That's where the restaurant is, but you know, it's like a place in the world. It's in mm. North Africa, Mm-mm. Nothing? Mm-mm. Did you, uh, it's a movie. Did you know it's a movie?
1: No, it's a brunch place.
0: Ingrid Bergman?
1: The tortilla lady?
0: Humphrey Bogart?
1: The margarita man?
0: Ooh, wow. So head on into Casablanca, the restaurant, and mention sports stories with Denny Lennon to either Carlos Sr. or Carlos Jr. and get a free dessert. Casablanca and sports stories. This is the beginning of a beautiful friendship.
2: Vamos a Casablanca! La comida para
1: la familia. Vamos a casa blanca. Vámonos a casa blanca. Now back to our sports stories interview with Brock Pillsbury, the athletic director at Sierra Canyon School.
0: And when you when you came you you mentioned learning how the club system but then also learning the public and private could be melded together.
2: I was like, yeah, it's this fantastic. Is interesting. because yeah.
0: and, and then boundaries. You're not you know at a private school in California. Now, but when that, we started, that's, we that's, had
2: size ad- boundaries. Remember, we were all based oh, right. on enrollment. And that's then right. that's the second piece that changed to our benefit is they got rid of the enrollment. They went to the competitive. Competitive formula. equity, which is fantastic because if you're good, you get to go play the best. Right. And so now we have the best school. And then we can get the best. The players can play the best people. So you're gonna you're gonna get.
0: So to explain to some people who don't right, understand uh, the competitive equity formula, basically evaluates you over your previous two years, and and it's al- not unlike the college football. Um, it's a ranking that you, it's, through max preps. You yeah, it's an yourself, algorithm. But and then, it, and then you rise. It, it basically, or, or to be fun. clear,
2: you can lose to a team and still rack up points. You don't have to beat Correct. a team. So as long as you're playing co- good competition, in essence, you could lose a game against. A good school for, let's say, Westlake, a big public school, Mm -hmm. versus beating a school—I will not name a small school that doesn't win a whole lot. Mm -hmm. You you actually rack up more points, so you move up the food chain by losing a game, and
0: by moving up, you start to attract better and better athletes because the
2: better athletes want to play against the best people.
0: One of the um, things I notice, and it's just astounding, but really, it starts right when you get there. In your what, thirteen years? This is my thirteenth year. 12 state championships and like 14 southern section titles. Like, that's nutty. Yeah. That's a lot of success. Yes. That's crazy. It's, it's, it is. It's, it's, it's
2: astounding. But you know this business. You just go day by day and you try <laughs> yes, to make sir.
0: You, Yeah. You try you're, to, you're, except your days start with ordering rings for your championship team.
3: <laughs> I've got
2: a box of, I've got a box of rings that obviously I'm real proud of and i my kids will divvy them up someday. That's but, but, that's not what you work for. You, the, right. the memories of, uh, of, course. of, of that's, that's kids Of kids That's what with the guys that
0: always win 14 championships. Yeah, so. I guess so. <laughs> I guess no, that's, so. that's astounding, that much success. Because it's one thing to win your league, you know, make playoffs. The first few stuff, but, would, were wow. on the
2: old system where mm-hmm. you, you would win a ah, Division yeah. 5 in basketball or 4 in basketball. Um, we, I got a couple of the volleyball, but you know how it is. A couple of volleyball ones early on, Division 5s that got right. away
0: from me. So I, we could have had more, mm-hmm. but you
2: remember the ones that get away from you, not the ones you win.
0: when did it start because um, the education's always been solid and and there they're definitely that was known about Sierra Canyon, but when did you start to attract you know these higher level athletes and also you've become known for better or for worse, maybe both uh, as a kind of a celebrity kid school, and I think that's more has to do with accelerated professional athletes, but how did that whole yeah, I mean, how did that turn? You'd probably have to come out to check it out, but mm-hmm.
2: we we're, were we kind of were outside of West LA and the the whole the craziness. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a little more yeah.
3: easygoing. You property know, we don't make a big deal. Uh
2: I'm sorry, property values. Yeah, not but like but, West Los but we draw people from that don't live right near Chatsworth. So, but we treat people. We kind of just have like. We've been there before, mm-hmm. you know. We have stars, but we don't treat it. We don't just go crazy, mm-hmm. and, um, and I think they like it. And they also, I think they like the fact that we're not just an uppity school. Mm-hmm. That we draw from, you know, eighty different zip codes. We have people from Simi for, because of our location. We get people from up in Valencia, from Simi, from Pasadena. We draw from all over because we're right off the freeway, mm-hmm. and we're we're and socioeconomically racially we are we are diverse yeah you're like
0: 48 percent fifty percent kids color um, what what's the bus buses they go as we far? we have buses well, we're not as crazy as some but we, yeah
2: we have buses that pick up mm-hmm. uh, from different locations so we offer that but when you when you go there you, we we look like California mm-hmm or, or and, like and, Metro Los Angeles. Yeah, and no, you know, you, you know, you, a lot of private schools don't look that way. Mm-hmm. They're lily, lily white, and that's not what we are. And we, it's not what we believe in, and it's not just racially. It's also uh, economically. We believe that we give aid to people that, um, that if they can't afford to pay the full freight, we'll still try to help you if you're a fantastic kid, and right. we can extrapolate that you're going to add value to the school through the arts or through athletics. Yeah, there's, uh, and you're, you're going go to take part in the community. Yeah, and that the parents value education, we'll we'll help them
0: out. One That's, thing I might have not been clear about is your uh, those championships I mentioned. They're spread out over both genders and multiple sports. It, it's I not like you put, you put more. Bring that up. You don't put more resources necessarily. You, you you I mean you give what you have. Uh, you to could every make sport.
2: the argument that our girls' sports are better than our boys. You could, you uh, could, because we cross multiple uh, fall, winter, and spring. Our volleyball team, you know, is top four in, in the mix uh, last year, top four in the mm-hmm. Southern section, uh, top 20 in the state, or top probably top 10 in the state. Uh, our basketball, girls' basketball has been great. Our girls' soccer's won several regional championships, because that's the farthest you can win. Mm-hmm. And then our softball program has been very good. It grew over time, it's been very good, so... It's, we're
0: not all about uh, football, football and, and basketball. basketball, like no. like like and, colleges are, and we're damn know. good in those. Don't yeah, get me wrong; you're very good in those. Yeah. Uh, what's the um? So there, it, there's an interesting the, these set of circumstances that have led to a situation like what's going on in football with modern day and St John Bosco, where the seven on seven youth leagues have developed, the busing lines are far enough. The resources, and so it's very difficult to get over the top of, of one of those two teams this this year, this maybe the last two years in football, and then some would say the same exists in basketball to some level. Uh, you tell me, what have you I seen think, from inside well, the? Well, your I office? I
2: can't really comment on on Bosco and Modern Day and football. I'm busy enough. We're <laughs> in my own football. I don't worry about them, but I do think there's definitely a phenomena of kids grouping themselves, of wanting to play in a group, mm-hmm. which I believe all started back when LeBron, interestingly enough, went to Miami. Once he um, he showed that idea. people that, hey, the plow- the players can control this. You're not at the mercy of the owners anymore. That w- You can mm-hmm. control your fate. If you want to play with a couple of your friends, work it out. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's has then happened in college and then down in high school. So I think you're seeing uh, – we, you're talking about those two football schools. We're By the way, we're hoping we'll, we'll sneak up in that area at some point in time. Have you been in the Open
0: Division playoffs for No, we yet? were the number but you won one. D1 this year, didn't you? We
2: were the number nine seed basically this year and fell, yeah. fell in D1. We were the number one seed in D1 and won it. Heck yeah. Uh, but, you know,
0: odds are next year we'll be up in the in Open the, Division. In, in the Open. Yeah. Um, now in basketball, boys basketball, um, in the past you've had, you know, I can name an uh, all-star yeah. team of NBA players whose children came through there. Uh-huh. And then this year with LeBron's son and D. Wade's son, there's this phenomena of social media that's happened with your team, and that has probably led to you taking on a very ambitious national schedule where you're going to be on your, – your boys are on national television more than some NBA franchises. Yeah, I
2: think Minnesota was cute about it. They, made, they commented <laughs> that is that that on more than we are. So how how, how did
0: it like? That to to me, I'm from the days, uh, especially out here. I'm sure you might have been Street and Smith. It was a magazine, and you got that magazine, and they tried to profile the top players, and you'd look for in your area, and then you would go to that high school, and you go, so what number is so and so, and that's about our social media game.
2: Yeah, it's (laughs) way different, and I don't understand it all, Uh, but I would say. Once you get to an elite level in basketball, mm-hmm. in order to get competition, you have to travel, mm-hmm. and it's the same way in club volleyball. And you know mm-hmm. that you have when you when you when you have this elite team, it's hard to get enough games locally that will mm. c- test you. So, for us to win a state championship, which is our go- you know a sectional championship or a state championship, you've got to have some tests. And so, we've chosen that. Uh, to hit the road and go get some good competition, and that's how we're gonna, you know, metal me, metal makes metal, you know, how, metal how, on metal uh, makes you stronger.
0: Have you how many miles is your team gonna put oh, on this year? You, but I mean, you've been to Massachusetts. We've You're been to
2: Massachusetts, to... Minnesota, uh, Dallas. I'm going to New York next week with the team. Yeah. So uh, the the girls are traveling, but you're missing boys. I I also don't want to uh, No, the girls are fantastic. If you know, we were the last year with the first team to ever win the Open Division Championship in both boys and girls in the state of California. Our girls are going to New York with us. The girls went to Dallas with us. So it's not,
0: uh, you know, how do they how do they do on the travel? That's, that's got to be tough. I mean, um, I mean, you know, they're younger, so they're going to bounce back quicker, but they're also got to be using a day here and there. That it's, it's, it, it's, you know, it's But it's,
2: they might as well get used to it. How, you mentioned yeah. so the SMU experience. If you want to do well in college, mm-hmm. you've got to learn how to allocate your time, and we're giving them that opportunity to learn, that you've got to take care of it and you've got to communicate with teachers before you leave, email no assignments in. You know, if mm-hmm. you want to be a big – play yeah. the big time or you want to – Play men's or women's college basketball.
0: You got to learn how to take care of your stuff, and that's who, how we're doing. Who, who's it. the pushback coming from anybody? Is it outside of your circle. Sure, because your there's, parents are probably on board with this, or else they wouldn't. Well, I the, think you know. I
2: think parents, and one of the reasons. I think parents, kids come to our schools because we do play a national schedule. That's right. So it's kind of like the re- same reason why you see college football players all going to SEC, mm-hmm. because you get to play the best. Yeah. And so people want to be a part of a school that plays a national schedule because you're going to go see the best teams in several different states mm-hmm. and get a good game.
0: There's some push um, or restrictions. The CIF, which is our the governing body of high schools here, have put against competing against schools like IMG, or Oak Hill. Can yeah, you Yeah, uh, I'd have to. I may be wrong, but Montverde may be one of them. Hmm. Uh,
2: there's another one in Indiana, um, mm-hmm. uh, La Lumiere. Okay. Um, what, what, but the reason is yeah. they're basically PG years. They're fifth year seniors. I see. So they have. They might have gone to another school, graduated, and now they're playing a fifth year, and they're not. They haven't started college yet. Hmm. So. The CIF just doesn't want to be playing on the same court as a fifth-year person. They huh. have nothing against the fifth-year players, but they don't want us, oh, that our section, okay. playing them. So does they just restrict that. Do you think that keeps... Finley um, Prep's another one that has fifth-years.
0: Does that keep you from being considered for what would be a mythical national championship? Not, they have, if you look at USA Today, right. they
2: have two categories. They do. One okay. that okay. includes the the PG
0: schools and, and then, then one that doesn't. And the one that does it. Wow, okay. And
2: I'm not, I don't care about mythical
0: championships. Right. Well, but, you know, on some level, that's kind of like how college football used to be. You know? Yes, they had right? the AP and the UPI. They, yeah. would, they would have oh. these polls, and you would claim that national championship. <laughs> yeah. And before high school teams would travel to meet one another, Yeah. that's the only way that you, know, you could you do that. And you still don't get
2: to do a postseason. They do have – they used to be the Dicks and up in Madison Square Garden, but California's not allowed to travel
0: there. Wow. Um, tell me about some of the extra – <clears throat> Tell me how your job has changed when you have high profile um, people both coming to your game and then of course even playing uh, for your school like you probably have to take on all kinds of security measures that you wouldn't normally yeah, I have think, to uh,
2: we've we've st- we kind of stepped it up a little bit probably several years ago where you know we start having police officers or and then more police officers at some games mm-hmm. um, and we have a, we have a group. Of of uh, men and women that come and they're they're from our area they're from the Chatsworth division so okay. it, it's great to support them we mm-hmm. you know we pay them uh, so that helps uh, we also have our own security guards we're just m- much more cognizant of it this even this year we're doing bag checks
3: mm.
0: uh,
2: so we're notifying everybody prior to the game that as you be prepared
0: you're gonna have a bag check. Do you um, have like separate entrances for if like yeah, LeBron or Dwayne Wade's coming to a game or something yeah, like that? Course. Yeah, of course. Yeah,
2: we have uh, we have uh, it's not necessarily a VIP, but we have a media entrance mm-hmm. and anybody that's we have courtside ticket seats. You, you went to the Winwood game. Did. We have courtside seats, so they come in one area, and then uh, anybody that has a ticket just comes in a regular area. Now, that's one thing different this year. We we pre-sold our our boys basketball games, uh, so they were all pre-sold online. Uh, I'll throw a plug for GoFan, GoFan.co, dot co, and we did. um, They did great for us. So basically, if you wanted to buy, if you wanted to come to the game, we sent an email out and uh, to our to our board and our parents and our players' parents, and just said, "Hey, buy your tickets." Buy it
0: now. How did this line up, or do do you collaborate with any other? athletic directors in any other part of the country that also have in effect high profile teams i would imagine those would be in big urban areas chicago no, new york no the only thing i really did cuz you guys seem to have a concentration of of high profile players but
2: but but the high profile players come here because Right, they're friends with somebody like you know the Kardashians. The Pippins knew the Kardashians, and so that's how the Pippins got here. So okay, it's just it's like any good restaurant, bar, movie. It's all word of mouth, mm-hmm. and, and once that's the most powerful thing. And once you get a good word of mouth going, that uh, and that goes back to not just me. That goes back to the elementary school, to the teachers, to the assistant teachers, sure. to the lower school direct that they run a great lower school and. And 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 then we run a great camp during the summer. You mentioned the camp, so the mm-hmm. camp feeds the school, and the school does well. And then they come to the middle school and the upper school. And I mean, it, it's it's just uh it, it all feeds on itself.
0: What do you see as um, in effect, kind of where where might this be going? Like where where do we go beyond this? Um, we're at this kind of this point. It seems like, especially with how many outlets, Baller TV let alone all the social media platforms, all of these that allow for all of this exposure, <laughs> Does it going to come to a point where a school has a, uh, its own network, a high school, oh. Does it, right? Is it going to come yeah. – like is it going if, to – if you're looking up top, right, every pro NBA team in effect has a contract with a regional network and then they play on national TV um do i don't you, do think you see so. any of this coming i don't think so i think uh, there's a lot of interest you know and it, it can go away just as quickly
2: as it came to mm. you know you that mm-hmm. uh, you know it, you know how it is in in our business you you work to get there and then you try to fight to stay there <laughs> right um but any sport can you know you can have some dissension you have some kids leave you know but mm-hmm. we've been lucky knock on wood that that hasn't happened but i don't from a social media standpoint i think we're a, we're we're at maturation i mean we're we're there. I, know, I <laughs> yeah. can't imagine. But I could be wrong.
0: Yeah. yeah this I is could going. be
2: wrong. But uh, <laughs> an old, the an old network, no, I don't think so.
0: What um I'm gonna ask you some uh some fun uh questions. Sure. Some questions. Um Who's the best opposing player you've seen in uh any sport? Not at your school. Somebody impress you sticks out. Uh
2: I it's still in, in my career. I still go back to Ricky Pierce in Dallas for go, the Garland Owls. Okay, but he was the mo- most the best basketball. We had Billy Allen, and they had Ricky Pierce. It was the greatest basketball game I've ever seen. Love it. I love you remember Ricky Pierce he played for the Detroit Pistons. Absolutely, so he yeah. played for
0: Baylor in Detroit. Sure, it was the, he was the best. He was the best. Mine. Um, I always loved Leon Wood. I don't know if you remember that name. No, at I remember all. he he got Matt drafted by the Mavericks. I believe. Yeah, he he was he set the California State record in the three point line. If it would have existed, he would have put it out. He was an NBA oh, ref for a maybe long that's time, yeah. but he was he was good. Okay, um, best teammate on a Sierra Canyon team. So, I'm not asking your best athlete, but who who, ex- who exemplifies what you look for in a teammate?
2: Uh, Remy Martin. Okay. Uh, I remember watching partly him play. he and he's just killing it at Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Uh, partly because he's probably a point guard, mm. but just the way he played is how hard he played. He picked other kids up. Uh, he was fantastic. Nice. nice.
0: Yeah. Um, what's memorable comeback that you've uh, been sitting
2: uh football. Um the it still is the greatest game I for me. Ellinghouse yeah. disagrees, but we've had we beat we uh we've had some great ones, but we came from behind and beat Campbell Hall, which to me set the table where we, we moved up a notch. But we've had some great ones.
0: Uh what most memorable win? Oh, there's just so
2: many. Uh <laughs> I mean, I'd say the last one, you know. <laughs> that's I, one I'm just, I remember. To me, we just – I just want to win every one. Uh, but as I said before, I think you remember the losses more than the wins. Yeah. But uh, f- to me, the the football when we beat Campbell Hall and then we later won in the playoffs and won down at the Staples Center, We've th- that was fun. Uh, but it's, it's just been a joy that's been – to build something from from scratch to to something just, just, has just to, been a joy. But it's just it's a day to day. It's not you can't focus on big pictures. I never had a dream of, of this uh, of being really excellent in <laughs> multiple sports. Titles. Um, um,
0: okay, how about this uh, parent involvement story? And you could hide the names. I got some fun ones. I put them all in one folder so that someday I, I'm going
2: to. Yes, you know, I, and I I actually try to mentor coaches to, to not just shut it down.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Uh, I'll tell you a story. Uh, the kid's name is Scott Head in, in Dallas, Texas. The dad ha- the dad asked if he could talk to me, uh-huh. and i have never scared of the parents. I'll talk to the parents. I'm, I'm I just don't you. want to do it right after the game, mm-hmm. but I'll talk to them. And he made a point. He said, Rock, you know my kid's the seventh or eighth player. You're playing – the, the starters and then when the starter when you've kind of got the game in hand you start subbing and then you sub from the back end of the bench mm. and that my kid if you're, you're seven or eight you hmm. don't really get the mm-hmm. starter minutes you don't get the back end of the mm. minutes and he made a point i mean if you're if you're not, if you're too stubborn you know how when someone's talking to you and you just don't listen mm-hmm. but i i encourage coaches to try listen a little bit these are smart men and women Right, they may be doctors, lawyers. They
0: they're not idiots. Yeah, I and think if the knee jerk reaction I, of coaches is, is just shut down. Is you're wrong, and, correct. And, and they and may be a little bit. right. They may be a
2: little bit right. And if yeah. you just even will listen to them, and I think if you, I think one of the keys to my success is that I mean, if I give you my business card, my cell phone's on there. Yeah, I'm not scared of someone calling me. I don't have to answer. I I go to bed at nine o'clock, and yeah. I don't answer after yeah. nine o'clock. Uh, if you just talk to them and just let them be heard, sometimes that'll take care of it. And and by listening to them, truly listening and asking them questions, well, what do you mean by that? You know, I think you can solve a lot.
0: That's interesting. Um, my rule with my coaches was that they could only have um, just polite conversation with parents. The second that it entered that, the parent would have to come to me as an athletic director. And my first point to the parent was, you're not at practice and I'm not at practice. So let's just remember that. So let me, go to the coach and I'll find out and then I come back and give them what the coach could it I could speak plainly but I, about but where I they think, went and then, and then you would listen and you go huh okay not bad and I've always felt like that got, that made co- our coaches correct.
2: a little bit better but I also think that the piece that I've tried to do and it's getting harder and harder mm. is, but I do go to practices mm. I, I I leave my office and kind of do the rounds and I do go to my I do mm-hmm. watch a, I, I mean yesterday I went to a little, a little baseball they were and they were taking pictures. So I moved down to the lower school and I, I learned something. I realized that we had a beach volleyball practice that day, which then made me like, oh, have I signed up yet? And when's the day? <laughs> so to me, it's like running a bar or a restaurant. You've got to get out, you can't just stay behind there. You've got to walk out, say hello to parents, watch practices. And if your coach is being a jerk, he or she's probably being a jerk at practice as well as the game. Hmm. So you can't just go to the game.
0: The uh, it's nice to have your um, teams on your campus these days, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Way, Boy.
2: but even then, I would get in that the car tough, and drive huh? to Powerhouse yeah, and I would then do drive. the same. It was, I would oof. that that would be volleyball practice, and I drive to Chatsworth. Our football team practice on the softball field at mm-hmm. Chatsworth. I still got out and made the rounds, and so to me, I feel like I've got to work till two, and then try to get out for practices at three, three
0: thirty. Something you're you're so close to, um, which is this whole idea of the overuse syndrome where athletes are going year round and not really giving their bodies uh, a chance to recover. Um how do you approach that?
2: Uh the problem is it's not just a high school problem. No, it's not. It's it's a, uh, you know, we have 10-year-olds starts, starts yeah. 10-year-olds playing, f- you know, three baseball games a day or mm-hmm. five basketball games and it's not just boys, it's girls and the the parents don't know that they are they're overusing them and then you're fatiguing them. You don't want to burn them out. Mm-mm. They don't want you. Don't want them quitting their sophomore year in high school.
0: Yeah, we're seeing that in in you know, all kinds of sports. But they'll go five days of playing, multiple days of volley, uh, beach volleyball, which is can be grueling. And then on their one day off, they'll take a private that their parents put them in and and. And it gets so competitive between the parents because you know you we, I, you
2: know I don't want your daughter making it to the top team when my daughter it gets it's just silly and mm-hmm. you get competitive moms and dads who have money and they're willing to spend for lessons and you know like sometimes just a day of rest is way <laughs> it's, better.
0: A, it's the best thing yeah do you find it easier your um in effect your high level parents that are that play professionally that they get it, they get the big picture. With where their their child is coming yeah, up the yeah. I race. mean,
2: I, you're gonna be surprised, but the high level parents, I, I don't talk to them. Hmm. They stay. They know better. Yeah. No, I, I know. I get it. they were always now the ones that play. They may talk or to or their program. kids, sure, when they may be pushing it, or you know, you know, maybe mm-hmm. they should. They're trying to say something to them during the game, or right, or on the ride home, or something like that. But they don't. They don't mess with me. It's the. It's usually the the moms and dads who. Mm -hmm. what I call the first generation that they don't really know. They didn't play sports themselves. Now they have this kid who's into sports, and they just don't really know, so they start making bad decisions. It's their journey. Yeah, and I offer to my, I go speak to our our student body at the parents association, and I say, "Look, take me up on it. Um, come see me any morning. Get a mm-hmm. cup of coffee. We'll walk around. I'll teach you not only what I've learned from thirty-one years of doing this, but also I've had four kids mm-hmm. who've gone through baseball, softball, football, and all the nuances and what you what you should you should think about."
0: Ready for some rapid fire?
2: Sure. First pet. I Never had one. Whoa. No. Okay. I really didn't. I, I my my okay. grandparents had one, but I've never had a pet. First. Car? I have one now, unfortunately. What's your What's your pet now? Uh, I it's, I call him the rat, but he's a dog. <laughs> but guess who I walks I, him I, every night? I think. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, first car. Uh, Seventy four Pontiac Brown. Oh, sick. Um, favorite sports team as a kid. It had to be the 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 probably the proper answer is the Dallas Cowboys but I'd say whatever was up next. Mm. You know, you remember growing up you sure. you went from football season to basketball season it's to baseball best. and then back. Yep. So whatever was, you know, whatever was up. Um, you had a nickname as a kid? With a name like Rock, you don't need a nickname. <laughs> Favorite board game. <sighs> I don't know. Probably backgammon. Nice Yeah we, We're when, big we, you, you, you all did there, that There's yeah. three of them Right over yeah. there We have tournament Like Super Bowl yeah. Sunday We'll uh, have 20 people over we here and We'll go in, into full In brackets. high school We would have games And play and then Love
3: it
0: Whoever lost was out And yeah. have three You know, I used th- to write a whole yeah. With all my friends I used to write a whole it's, yeah. It was called The Party Room Gazette And I would write articles About who could play And who couldn't and Yeah,
2: yeah we, That's a fun game I don't, I hate the doubling <laughs> I hate the fact yeah. That doubles counted What they do I think it shouldn't be that way
0: um, Your favorite uh, main dish
2: uh, my right now is chicken piccata mm, okay. on a little bed of uh, spaghetti, nice. lots of uh, okay. olive oil and lemon. Ooh. Ooh, wow. Hungry right, right now. Favorite dessert? Cheesecake with strawberries. <laughs> favorite movie? Cool Hand Luke. Oh, that's nice. I have a boy named Luke as well. Okay. I have a boy named after my favorite movie and a boy. This, my other boy named after my favorite bar. Jake's in
0: Austin, Texas <laughs> Okay, good Alright, I like Cool Hand Luke That's good uh, Favorite musical group?
2: Uh, not much
0: of a musician
2: uh, pr- Probably Willie Nelson mm. I don't know Okay Probably I, Anything country You got a favorite author? Uh, Herman Woke Hmm Yeah He uh, I'm blanking on the name of it But uh, War and Remembrance War You know the, mm-hmm. I loved it I read it a couple times
0: Favorite professional athlete? Uh,
2: it's changed. You know, like, being fifty-eight, I've had him over the years. When I was younger, it was probably Roger Staubach. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I, to me, it anybody that works hard at something, just to a, I feel like that it just didn't come naturally to mm-hmm. them. Uh, that's who I like.
0: Staubach, I always remembered because didn't he lead the college all stars to defeat? The only time they the the, 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 the pros it yeah. was like the but it was the an all yeah. year. I remember
2: yeah. that. I mean, I don't think the pros were trying very hard. It's still, it's a nice thing to have tagged yeah. on to your resume.
0: Yeah. where'd
2: you meet your wife? Uh, at a wedding. Hmm. Yeah, one of my my assistant coach my co- assistant coach at St. Mark's was getting married and uh, met her at a wedding.
0: What was your first date?
2: In Austin, uh, Jake's. No, no. Um, we went, I couldn't, it was one of her favorite spots, which is always a good idea. Good Where do you want to go?
0: Smart man. are uh, you have a favorite word?
2: Never thought of it that way. No.
0: How about a favorite quote?
2: Well, I, I'll tell you, I, I'm trying to work on my Spanish, so I have some Spanish, some, some of the Spanish words, I like the way they sound. Tecalote. Okay. It means owl. <laughs>
0: So. Nice. Okay, good. I, I could get an interpreter to come in. But favorite quote? It changes. Yeah. Um, you know, uh,
2: I, put, I put them up. But The the most recent one, I, I may have to get my phone out, but the most recent one is, let's see if I can say it correctly. Um, your enemy is... No, your your enemy's enemy is my best friend.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are, at Sports Stories, the show of record of 80s television, which we celebrate. So you get to take a quiz, and I'm going to give you three great 80s shows.
2: Interesting. I thought this
0: was about sports. It was, but we cross (laughs) over into historical (laughs) and social culture. So you could choose from the Waltons.
2: Right? Didn't watch it. That was That's always hard. on uh, right after football games, and I had to do my my homework. The White Shadow. Didn't watch Solid. it. Solid. You're messing with the wrong. I'm Magnum not Magnum PI. Uh, all right. Got I should have given you. A, I should have <laughs> given you my choices. Were Hogan's Heroes, Lone Ranger. <laughs> okay. Give me just
0: just pick one. Um, I'll make them easy for you. All right. Magnum PI. Good good choice. CBS, 1988 multiple awards. All right. So he's a private investigator living in Hawaii, right? right? He was, he but he did a military time. You know what war he served in? Korea, Vietnam, Vietnam. Okay, okay. You know what uh, branch of the military's?
2: Helicopter. She's trying to help me, but I, I can't uh, read lips.
0: It was, uh, it was Navy. So don't, don't go to her. <laughs> um, and uh, what sports did he play at the Naval Academy?
2: My guess is for you to like it, volleyball. Basketball. And football.
0: That's all right. You're not the first guy <laughs> to strike out on the quiz. Um, rock, crazy amount of success, but um, sometimes the focus is on those championships, you know, and rightfully so. But I know, I know you. And I know you put as much effort into your middle schoolers, into both genders, into making the experience strong for your weakest player all the way to your strongest player. And yeah. and that's to be admired. It's, well, a, I it's a great program you got thank going. Thank you for
2: noticing that. Um, it's hard to do that mm-hmm. because it's tempting to just focus on the ones you're doing well on. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we would never be great in all the sports if we didn't focus on the ones we weren't good on.
0: That's right. Congratulations, buddy. Hey, thank you. Thank you for
2: appreciate coming on. Thanks for inviting me. Right on. You bet.
1: Coming up next week on Sports Stories with Denny Lennon.
0: Wait a minute, we should cover some ground. Uh, you know, I'm pushing out a blog.
1: Oh yeah, I make you write that every uh, Tuesday and Friday. That
0: is the plan, and uh, it's available on our podcast. I mean, on our website, right?
1: It is SportsStoriesPodcast.com. Click on the blog link, and you can read all of Denny's blogs.
0: And what have you been putting on Facebook lately and Instagram?
1: Um, A lot of stuff's on Facebook and Instagram. A lot of our archives are on there. But also, we have something fun coming up this Friday.
0: Why don't we go Facebook Live Friday. We don't know the time quite yet, but you'll get the notification. And we'll do a preview of what's coming up the next week on our show.
1: Great idea, Denny. I think that was actually my idea, but thanks for stealing it. No problem. Um, Facebook Live Friday. Uh, We'll be going live, and we will give you all the information on our upcoming next Thursday's show.
0: Make sure you uh, stay tuned to the end of the podcast because we always have some surprise endings.
1: We do. Uh, Stay tuned. We'll see you next week, guys.
0: Now it's time for an installment of As Time Goes By, where we get to know Carlos Haro Jr. of Casablanca Restaurant in Venice one minute at a time. Remember, if you mention sports stories with Denny Lennon to either Carlos Sr. or Carlos Jr. while you dine at Casablanca, you get a free dessert. Now let's play it again with Carlos Jr. So, um, Carlos, tell me about your role at the restaurant. Um, I know you manage the catering department, but give me a little bit of insight on that.
3: Uh, So, kind of like uh, what uh, we started catering uh, about 20 years ago. And the way it started is my sister was going to UCLA. Mm. She calls my dad and said, can you bring 20 burritos to UCLA? And he's like, yeah, I can do that. Gets there. They go, what? Who made these burritos? Oh, my dad. He goes, can we order for every week like a standing order? And literally, that's how my dad's catering business started. It started from just giving my sister 20 burritos he always says if i didn't go and gave those burritos we would not be working at ucla (laughs) so basically that's what i do i manage more of the catering uh, aspect of it so there was the restaurant and and catering and being like my dad's always been innovative he's always trying to figure out i don't want to open another restaurant but i want to have another avenue so catering became something he started doing and he really he i think my dad that's the part he enjoyed more because he met so many people through catering he's like he he knew, uh, I remember he telling me one day he came home, he's like, they're going to open a place, a big uh, stadium in downtown, and it's going to be the quarter, and I'm like, how do you know this? Oh, I just went to the meeting, and I just saw what the stadium will look like, and they're going to have movie theaters, and we're all like, this is downtown, like, yeah, nobody's going to go, Dad. This is, this is, and he goes, I'm telling you, I saw it, it looks great. And he got to meet so many people, because he was always, like he said, the fly on the wall Mm -hmm. you know, serving the food. But he said he ended up meeting so many people through catering That I think that was his real, like, joy about it. Not so much the serving, but the actual fact that you could enter so many doors and so many windows through that.
0: Sports Stories with Denny Lennon is supported by the AAU. Find a local event and join at aausports.org. And remember, you can catch your favorite amateur sports live stream, replays, and highlights at ballertv.com. Sports Stories, along with East Bay, supports the Heroes Movement, a nonprofit that bridges the gap from mental or physical therapy to getting strong again through strength and conditioning workouts. This free service is available for any veteran of the United States Armed Forces. Visit HeroesMovementUSA.org for more information. Sports Stories with Denny Lennon is a production of Sports Stories Inc. and is available on Apple Podcasts and YouTube or wherever you listen and watch. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and give us a review. It really helps spread the word. You can find all our social media links, archives, and other info on our website at sportsstoriespodcast.com. Special thanks to the John R. Wooden Course and Wooden's Wisdom. Original music for Sports Stories is courtesy of Lennon Music Productions. Original images by Sienna Lennon Photography. Sports Stories is produced by Marley Rice. Edited by Bob McCall and researched by Teresa Dolan. Additional staff include Christine Jimbo, Jake Downey, Ray Castro, and Buck Magic Lennon.
3: Go watch Sports stories with Denny Lennon. I know you are, but what am I? A little french (laughs)
2: fry. Kick it out, Buck!